Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fence side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. Also, check out our merch store on thefinside.threadless.com. The Dolphins go down 31-12 to to the Packers at Lambeau Field, dropping to 5-5. Five and five. Not a big surprise. They were 12.5-point underdogs heading into the game after it was announced in pregame that the Dolphins would be without Juwan James and Laramie Tunzel, both offensive tackles. I did go to Philadelphia for the Eagles-Cowboys game, so I was an Eagles fan for one game, and worst thing happened in Philadelphia. Right before the game, power went out seven minutes beforehand. I had to get an Uber somewhere else. Didn't see the first half live, but did see it later on that night and have reviewed the game. Tell you, Eagles fans, absolute animals, and I mean that mean that in a good and a bad way. But, Paul, looking at the game here, no offensive touchdowns for the Miami Dolphins in the last eight quarters of football. Yeah, Brock Osweiler. Whew. Man, he's awesome. I'd rather have anybody else. I'd rather have Tim frickin' Bowens at quarterback. And, you know, those, those that have listened to the show for a while know I wasn't a big Matt Moore fan. You know what? I, I was pining for the days of Matt Moore being Ryan Tannehill's backup in this one. That's how frickin' bad Brock Osweiler is. They would have won this game with any other quarterback. They would have won this game with Tim Bowens playing quarterback. I mean, it's that freaking bad watching him play. It's disgusting. I mean, granted, there were some injuries yet again. They had a makeshift offensive line who did their job for the most part. And Brock Osweiler can't hit the broadside of a freaking bard. He's six foot eight, looks like a Greek god, but can't throw a football more than four yards. I'm so over it and so glad that Ryan Tannehill's resumed throwing again because for some reason – I don't know if Osweiler's been blackmailing him or David Fales pissed him off, but Adam Gase wouldn't take Brock Osweiler out of the damn game for David Fales, who I think had a chance to win it if he came in anywhere before the the 14th minute of the third quarter. Yeah, so much to touch on there. And funny enough, Brock Osweiler's quarterback rating in this game, 66.6. You can't make this up. It felt like uh, and, it was 6.6. Yeah, it should have been. But I'll tell you, I was thinking of you, Paul, from our prediction last week. I think you said the Dolphins would be down 14 to 10 at halftime and David Fales would come in. Maybe that was a blend of both our predictions, but you may, you may have said that. And I was, I looked up and it was 14 to 9. I'm like, I'm like, man, oh, man, it's going to happen. He's going to come in. And it never did, obviously. But yeah, it was it was awful, and it's been awful. I mean, no offensive touchdowns in the last eight quarters of football for the Dolphins. Just to go in a little further here, there was a span between the end of the first quarter and early in the third quarter that the Dolphins got the football inside Green Bay territory three times, come away with field goals on all three of those possessions, which 
Most of them were long field goals by Jason Sanders. He had a terrible interception when the game was still within reach that put the game out of reach. He should have had at least two more picks passed off, our, our picks uh, on the day, too. The most embarrassing one, though, too, first drive of the game. As I'm, as I'm taking an Uber it, down to another bar in Philadelphia, I'm, I look at the score, and it's the first drive of the game. And the Dolphins are in the middle of a 66-yard drive. 52, 54 of them were on the on the ground with Frank Gore and Kenyon Drake. But, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe maybe a good start here. Next play, the ball goes right off Brock Osweiler's hands, runs to the ball, falls down, and then the Packers have the ball at their own 30. Terrible, terrible stuff. What do you have to lose at this point by putting David Fales in? Certainly not the game because having Brock Osweiler in pretty much sealed the deal there. No, I, I at least Fails can hit a receiver. I mean, it, isn't that something you want in your quarterback? I, I'm I'm confused. I mean, I take Amendola at quarterback at this point over Brock Osweiler. He's terrible. And I'm pretty sure too. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Danny Amendola has more touchdown passes in the last nine quarters than Brock Osweiler does. Just a, just a fun fact there. Um, so Jerome Baker yeah, has more touchdowns than our offense. It's, it's bad. It's bad. I'll tell you, it, it, the Dolphins were missing from the beginning of the year, missing seven to eight offensive starters. One of which was the quarterbacks, but it's getting ridiculous at this point. And I, I do feel bad a lot of times for Adam Gase as he's, that he's got to deal with this, but then he sticks with Osweiler and he has this offense where he, you know, he, you're running, you're throwing the ball two yards and a third and nine. And I'm like, you know what? You're to blame too. So anyway, n- none of this is good here, but the so, tragic Chad, thing I just, too- I, I, I just want to touch on one thing you just put out there. If you look at Miami's walking wounded right now, it's disgusting. You could, if you put Albert Wilson at running back, okay, I know they do it on some plays, not a lot of them, but if you put Albert Wilson at running back, Miami's walking wounded right now has a complete, Offensive line with at least one All-Pro on it, uh, possibly two if you're counting Tunzel and how he's played this season. <laughs> they could have Jakeem Grant, Devontae Parker split wide with Marquise Gray at tight end and Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. And they could seriously start an 11 on offense that has a higher likelihood of scoring than this Brock Osweiler-led crap that was on the field yet again this week. Yeah, so what's your grade for the quarterback spot? F. First, I th- it might be your first F of the year. I, I maybe F minus. I'm not, F minus. Wow. Just in case. Harsh. I am going to go with a. I'm going to go with a D minus. Only only reason I'm not giving in them an F is because I save it for a very special time. I did that for the defensive this line two special. weeks in a row. Um, <laughs> running back position again. It's like we're saying the same thing every week. I mean Frank Gore. Uh, in the first drive, busts off an amazing 39-yard run. This guy's averaging almost five yards a carry on the year. In this game, Frank Gore and Kenyon Drake combined for 21 carries, 117 yards, five and a half yards a carry. You know, Gore is playing fantastic football. I still want to see Drake out there more. And Drake had a really problematic game blocking, too. Let up two big sacks. Well, not big sacks, but sacks later in the game after the Dolphins were starting to get blown out. So there is some pass protection issues there. But this is the fifth time in the last six games that Drake and Gore have averaged 
over 4.6 yards a carry between the both of them. They did a very good job. I mean, I take the grade down to a B-plus because the Dolphins lost and because of Drake's faux pas and pass protection. Yeah, this is two weeks in a row that Drake's had a little bit of a rough time in pass protection. He had a blatant whiff the week before as well. So I, I've got to be, I've got to wonder if that's all on Drake or if it's the protections that are being called by Osweiler, who loves to shift plays around to God, I don't know what at the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, it's basically like him going up and calling like, Hey, I don't want to do this badly. I'd like to do this badly on this play. But yeah, no, I mean, they're averaging five and a half yards per carry. They're doing their job when called upon. I, I'll give the running backs a B plus here. Got it. I'm going to throw it back to you for the receivers. Whew. Seeing Devontae Parker and Jakeem Grant go down, I, I will tell you, when Jakeem Grant looked like he tore his Achilles, thank God he didn't. Both of them are week to week. But when it looked like he tore his Achilles, they, my first thought was, well, there goes his Achilles and our season. So I'm glad to hear Jakeem Grant should be back, hopefully, before too awful long, because I do think once <laughs> – you know, we go back to this coaching thing again. I, once Adam Gase gets over his Alzheimer's and realizes that Jakeem Grant makes explosive plays and, and gets him involved in this offense a little bit more, I mean, he could be such a weapon that could carry Miami if they can get into the playoffs here. So I didn't have a problem with our receivers. It's hard to grade them when the quarterback can't hit them. I'll go with a B-, minus, but only because it should really be an incomplete yet again. I'm going to go with, for that reason, I'm going to go with a smack dab C on this. I mean, the bigger thing, too, with Osweiler is because he can't throw the ball over the top, the Dolphins can't run those routes that Ryan Tannehill can throw. So that that's another thing. So you see Devontae Parker catching bubble screens, which makes me want to punch something. You see Mike Mike Kosicki have one catch for five yards a game because he's not able to run these vertical routes. Because if you do, Osweiler's going to, with his arm angle, is going to sail the ball over the top and you're going to create more problems that way. Great game from Amendola again. Seven catches, 72 yards, including one when the Dolphins were down 14-3. to Had a great catch in traffic. Shook off a defender. Took it 40 yards. That put the ball in field goal range, and the Dolphins did end up getting a, a field goal in that drive. Of course, they're not going to get a touchdown. But for that, other than that, nothing there. I'm going to give the Dolphins here a C. Moving along to the offensive line, it's just become laughable at this point what they have. Laramie, right before the game, Laramie Tunzel, Tunzel and Juwan James listed as inactive. Josh Sitton, obviously, out for the year. Dan Kilgore out for the year. Ted Larson late in the week was listed as doubtful. So they suited up Sam Young, our beloved Jake Brendel, Travis Swanson, Jesse Davis, and Zach Starp. And I'll tell you what, Paul, they gave, there were six sacks given up and you could just easily look at the offensive line for that, but I'm not going to. In those six sacks, I looked at all of them very closely. Only two I could blame on the offensive lineman. And that was one on uh, Jesse Davis and one was on Zach Stirrup. But the other ones had no problem with whatsoever. Two were on Drake, one was on uh, Derby, and one was on Brock Osweiler. So I can't blame them completely for that. And they averaged 5.6 yards a carry. So with this offensive line, I think they played as well as they possibly could have. 
And if you don't attribute those sacks to the offensive line like I'm not, I'm going to give them a B-. minus. Yeah, I'm going with a B here for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. I'm glad you had the same inkling I did as far as two of those sacks were really just the only ones that were on the offensive line. So, yeah, this line played and they overachieved and and did well. It seems like we're saying that a lot given all these injuries here, but Sam Young and Zach Stirrup actually looked like NFL players for a weekend. So it's such a shame that they wasted that effort. Yeah, and one thing, too, to keep in mind, Packers – they are really, really hurting at, at pass rushing. So it's not a huge surprise. And it goes more on everybody but the offensive line when most of those sacks are coming from blitzes and safeties and things like that. Only a couple, only two plays I saw where the defensive lineman beat the offensive lineman and Osweiler went down who can't throw on the run or avoid really anything. So going along to the defense here, Paul, I mean, another week – Another 100-yard rusher in the first half of the game. This time it's Aaron Jones, who by halftime has six, or excuse me, nine carries for 101 yards and another 30, 30 yards receiving. And starting with the defensive line, you started to see the defense come together when the Dolphins were down 14 to three. They started getting more of a pass rush with Cameron Wake and Robert Quinn. But that pass rush was not there in the first 20 minutes of the game. Really wasn't there in the second half either. Uh, Davin Gotcha and Akeem Spence, I thought, had atrocious games trying to sew up anything up the middle. They could not create any resistance, got eaten alive. Didn't see anything from the backup DNs as usual. I would love to see Charles Harris come back after the bye week and see what he can do for the remaining six games. But the only positive spot I thought I saw here was Cameron Wake and Robert Quinn, and it was only for a little while. I'm going to have to go with a C. I'm not attributing as much on the offensive line here. I mean, we talked a lot about Aaron last week and what he could potentially do. He, he, he's a damn good running back. I, I will eat a few words I said last week, but he is a damn good running back. And on top of that, You've got a Green Bay team that knows Osweiler can't put the Dolphins in the end zone. So they're playing it safe and running the ball. I mean, this defense held the Packers to 14 points in the first half. And some of that I will attribute to the defensive line. So, yeah, they allowed a 100-yard rusher. Part of that with the wide nine scheme goes on the on the, uh, the linebackers here. And the fact that Miami did have a pass rush again in this game. We start to see a little sparkle of – getting to the quarterback yet again, something to build off of going into the bye week as far as the defense goes. I don't have a huge issue with the defense in this game. They folded late, but that's also given the fact that they were on the field a lot uh, late in the game with with an offense. It's deflating when the offense can't do anything. So I can give the defensive line a B-minus here, especially given how they shifted into this one time. Yeah, and I don't have a big problem with what the defense did either. I mean, for a lot of reasons that you said, Defensive line, I thought, did an average job. That's why I give them a C. The the group that I really contribute this to is the linebackers, and I rewatched a lot of those Aaron Rodgers runs. Raekwon McMillan and Kiko Alonso just can't get to the spot at that time. I mean, looking at them both together, this this ranks up there with some of the worst games that they've played. I mean, on that 67-yard run by Aaron Jones, if you watch Raekwon McMillan, he didn't come in and fill – and he didn't look like he was able to contribute to the play in any way. It's like he was completely 
frozen with his legs stuck in quicksand. I, I don't get it. Kiko Alonso, for all the big plays he's made, is so hit and miss on these plays. This was a bad game from him. He either has an A game or an F game. This was closer to an F game. Jerome Baker continues to be the best linebacker that the Dolphins have at this time in terms of upside and how much he can cover and even making plays in the backfield and at the point of attack. So, but make no mistake about it here. Aaron Jones, 148 yards rushing in the last seven weeks, the Dolphins are allowing over six yards of carry to opposing running backs. It's pathetic. And it's because these linebackers are not coming down and filling enough. This unit gets a D. Yeah, for me, I, I'm going to go with a lot of the things you said there. I, I'm still really impressed with Jerome Baker. Rick McMillan, he, he's got to fill those holes, especially playing in a wide nine scheme. It's very unforgiving for rookie mistakes to be in that wide nine. And unfortunately, Rake seems to make his share of those. I'm not going to – again, I know I bumped it back from the D-line to the linebackers. I am going to bump it back to one of the secondary guys too. I'm sure you can guess who ahead of time. But – yeah, like like you said, they weren't filling when they should have, and that contributed a lot to Aaron Jones' running game, which is unfortunate. It's it's Miami got this young linebacker that needs to step up and needs to get it sooner than later if Miami's going to go anywhere this season. And Kiko Alonso, he needs to get uh, – <laughs> I go back to the Jeff Ireland, Vontae Davis conversation on hard knocks. It's, you know, he's up here or he's down here. We really could use him just being right in here consistently and that's that's what we need we need him to be consistent even if he's not having as spectacular of days as some of them are I'd rather have him be a consistent linebacker that's all this defense calls for given what they have up front and in the secondary I think you said a lot there as far as is that I mean it's it's very unforgiving on the linebackers because with this wide nine because those defensive linemen are spread so far out those linebackers have to come down in those gaps and fill. And if the defensive tackles are not doing anywhere close to their job, which they haven't in a lot of these big rushing games, that causes a problem and it goes hand in hand with the linebackers not being able to come up and fill those appropriate spots. So a lot of work to be done here in the off season, especially for me at defensive tackle. Um, so I'm going to throw it back to you for the defensive backs, Paul. Mika Fitzpatrick is a special player no matter where you put him. You put him at corner, and people started throwing at Xavier Howard. That's how good he does at corner. You put him at safety, and he does a phenomenal job there, both in run and pass support. Rashad Jones, I think he was a little more Rashad Jones in this game, which is great. TJ McDonald continues to be the weak link of that secondary for me. And I think Miami's best offense or best defense when they when they've only got four defensive backs is with Minka, Rashad, Bobby, and uh, X Man there uh, out out on the boundary. When they go nickel, I'm okay with bringing him in uh, for TJ McDonald, but he should be a situational player that comes in in the nickel and you slide Minka uh, to the boundary and slide Bobby inside. That's the way it should run here uh, from now until forever until TJ McDonald is gone. But I, I do think the secondary had a good game. They're playing against one of the best in the NFL, if not the best in the NFL, in Aaron Rodgers. And I can give these guys a B plus. It's it's again the defense wasn't the reason Miami lost this game, even though they gave up a decent amount late. But TJ McDonald can't fill a running lane to save his life. I'm right there with you. I've got him at a B plus too. I mean, Aaron Rodgers threw for 199 yards in this game. He averages close to 300 per game. And yeah, he had a high quarterback rating, but. When you're averaging that on the ground, 
it's pretty easy to pull the ball back, especially with that talent level, and go deep. A few things that you touched on there. Mika Fitzpatrick. Again, take pro football focus for what you want. And I only bring him up on the show when it's overwhelming. In the slot this year in coverage, 46.2% completion percentage. That's incredible. And how incredible that is. If you look at the – so 56 or 46.2% on 171 snaps in the slot. If you take every other player who has over 75 snaps in the slot this year, the next closest is Kareem Jackson with 52 and a half. So Minka is about six completion percentages better than the next person on that list. And he's a rookie. And so you put him and you put Bobby McCain in that slot at the same time, you can go six defensive backs and really have something special at that spot. Or you can take Minka and move him to safety. You can move him all over the field. But I, I love this secondary in general. I can't blame them for anything. I mean, Devontae Adams had four catches for 57 yards. Two of those were on long catches where Aaron Rodgers had all day to throw. I can't blame Xavier Howard on those. Bobby McCain did get beat by Devontae Adams for a touchdown in the boundary. I put that more on T.J. McDonald. If you look at that play, <clears throat> McDonald just had no chance to get to that spot. He shouldn't be, be the last guy of defense on that anyway. And I think the Rashad Jones benching in the first quarter is absolutely fucking pointless. It makes no sense. Either start the guy or put him on the bench. One of the two. So it doesn't make any sense. One last thing, too, I'm going to throw on here. A player I want to see get onto the field in the final six games is one we liked coming out of the draft here, Paul, and that's Cornell Armstrong. For a lot of the reasons that I said, if you can put him out on the boundary and allow your defensive backfield to play some dime defense, which I don't know if Matt Burke has the foresight to do at this point. And in those looks, you can have Xavier Howard and Cornell on the outside, and you can have Minka McCain on the inside with Jones and McDonald at, at safety. I think you can do a lot of interesting things. And if Armstrong gets beat, he gets beat. That's fine. But when he's been out there, I think he has more than held his own. I want to see him do a little bit more out there if the Dolphins can be out there in more dime defenses. But that's a long way of me saying, Paul, I'm going to give them a B-plus for the secondary, too. That was a long way of you saying you like my guy from the draft that no one thought would make the team. Yeah, it's, and it's something to keep in mind, too, with this is – you know, a lot of people talk about trading up for Josh Rosen. You know, the Dolphins would have had to give a third and a sixth rounder to move up. And Rosen's been playing a lot better there for the Cardinals. He could be a really good player. But the reason I bring that up is because would you rather have Rosen, Paul, or would you rather have Minka, Jerome Baker, and Cornell Armstrong at this point? That's easy. <laughs> and, so, and, and, and I'm going to go a step further for our listeners here. When, when we come out of our draft coverage, I know I catch a lot of flack for some of the deep cut guys, some of the late round guys that, you know, I go out and watch and, you know, the Bobby McCain's and the Rashad Joneses and all those little late round guys, the late round defensive tackles, you know, we won't name any names, but there's two of them in Miami right now that are doing pretty well. All those guys out there. If I tell you a guy's pretty good and he's a late rounder, he's probably pretty good. You don't argue. Yeah, you have liked a lot of these him. guys. Yeah, you have liked a lot of these guys. I mean, in the last couple of years, Vincent Taylor, gotcha. Cornell Armstrong is not there yet. Don't get me wrong, but 
when he has he was he's been out on the field for 10 15 plays and he's not getting picked on so that's more than I can say about McTire at this point. The Dolphins badly need a sixth defensive back. I'd like to at least see if Armstrong is up to that challenge. Paul, let's uh, finish it out here before we get to our studs and jackasses at special teams. Special teams. I, <laughs> Jason Sanders needs a damn cape at this point. He's the only chance we have of saving anything with Brock Osweiler out there. That and, you know, Matt Hawk continues to be deserving of a Pro Bowl nod with with how he's playing, and that's even with the Shank games he had a, a little bit early in the season. So I have no problem with that. I liked our return game in this one yet again. Mike Hull, welcome back, buddy. Good force fumble there early to put Miami in position for a field goal. Uh, but yeah, it, it's even Leontay Carew got in on the action, and yet Miami can't win a game because Brock freaking Osweiler's the quarterback. So, so I'll give these guys an A. I'll give them an A minus only for one thing. I really, really, really dislike Jason Sanders kicking the ball out of bounds two weeks in a row. That should be yeah. the easiest thing. But you know what? You're talking about a guy that's 14 for 15 on field goals this year. And when he puts it through, that ball almost goes all the way up the net, even if he's kicking 45 yards away. So the Dolphins were definitely – right in what they did it's one thing they did right this offseason for sure is going with jason sanders instead of cody parkey who is in the middle of a nightmare season with the chicago bears so a few other things here too brandon bolden with that block punt and recovery put the dolphins there deep into green bay territory should have been a touchdown also too aj derby and mike hole combined on a forced fumble in the game too. So you've got two turnovers strictly on special teams there throughout the game that sets you up really well. Those are the kinds of plays that you're looking to get. So I give him an A minus only because Sanders kicked the ball out of bounds and it pissed me off. Oh, you that, know what? I just it just dawned on me. I, I do have to. I, I've, I've got to shift to an A minus. I forgot about Walt Aiken's dumbass play <laughs> where he sat up in the end zone, waited for the ball to come to him when he had time to even look down and go, Ooh, oops, I'm two yards deep in the end zone, step out of the end zone and pick the ball up on a bounce at the one-inch line, and instead he fields it in the end zone before looking down and going, oh, man. So, yep. yeah, I'll shift to an A-minus after that and, and for some of the reasons you mentioned. Gotcha. Yeah, so, so a couple of dumbass mistakes on special teams, but overall two two big plays like that and four for four on field goals, you should win the game. Paul, who's your stud and your jackass of the game? I'm going to go with my stud of the game first. And I'm going to go to a different position, one I haven't gone to in a while, and it's a little bit due to my man crush based on him being another undrafted guy that Miami picked up off waivers from somebody else. And he came to Miami and, and did a better job than Mike Pouncey at center last year and came in and helped solidify this overachieving offensive line with all the injuries in his first game back from IR. And I'm going to go with big Jake Brendel and what he brought to that offensive line that allowed Miami to run for five and a half yards per carry and really only allowed two sacks here. Uh, I'm going to give it to Jakey boy because he looked good playing this game, especially for his first NFL action in a while. I think you had that made up. Uh, before the game even started. Is that fair to say? 
No, no, I was just super excited to see him in. I didn't expect to be throwing player of the game his way. But, yeah, you know what? He's going to be my stud for this game. As far as my jackass goes, well, the <laughs> the retaining champion is Brock Osweiler at jackass of the game. And I'd love to give it to Gase for the fact he's got four quarterbacks on his roster yet can't seem to unseat Brock Osweiler here. But you know what? Osweiler is horrible. He's not worth a veteran minimum, let alone the ridiculous amount he's making to be a backup. It's He's not worth $11 an hour to be Miami's backup here. He should not be in the NFL right now. If he wants to go play Arena League and be mediocre there, great. But he is terrible, and he has cost Miami more than he's helped them in any game this season, including the ones that they won with him at the helm. And he was absolutely abysmal in this one and the single point of failure that caused Miami to lose this game. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. And th- those were some players I was considering on both both ends of the spectrum. My stud of the game, I'm going to give uh, to Minka Fitzpatrick. I mean, I think when you watch a player like this go up against Aaron Rodgers and you can't count a single mistake that he makes out there in the field, and then he goes outside of what his responsibilities are and continue to make big plays and play a lot of boundary too. That's a special football player. The Dolphins right now, until they find that quarterback, need to be collecting good football players like Minka Fitzpatrick until that opportunity presents itself. My jackass of the game, I've got to go with Raekwon McMillan. It's time for this kid to step up, and it seems like every time a long run is busted by an opposing running back, and there's been a lot of them this year, I'm looking at Kiko Alonso and I'm looking at Raekwon McMillan. Raekwon looked so lost so many times in this game, especially on run plays. So that is going to do it here for our breakdown of the Miami Dolphins loss to the Green Bay Packers by the score of 31-12. to 12. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fin side. Fin side. It ain't the left, left side, side or the right, right side. side. And it must be the fin side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.